It's not working? No, it's working. I was just, I don't like how you're talking to me. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm just... Is that sincere? I was no. Like, oh, no, I was just kidding. <laughs> I, was, that's, oh. I was too. I said no. Good <laughs> like, acting. As in, no, good you're acting. not going to talk to me that way. Oh, that's good acting. Yeah. All right. Uh, Welcome to NFL Mayo. I'm Luke. I'm Aiden. Um, was the pause because of our connectivity issues? Yeah, but it, we're going to get through anger? this. No, the pause is a connectivity issue. It's it's okay. So here's the thing, audience. We want to bring you this weekly amazing football recap experience with excellent commentary and insights from one truly mm-hmm. great mind and one pretty okay mind, and you can decide which one's which. But I like that. The thing is, hectic schedule, you know, appointments, mm-hmm. you know, conflicting yeah. things. Um, me just being an absolute pain in the butt has led it to be the case that this is a late episode this week where we are going to be recording in the middle of the day Saturday during college football mainly my fault and we're going to push through that to bring you the best quality recap and content and because this was a very eventful past week where there was a trade deadline unskippable yeah like we we couldn't this is not by week correct we had to talk Uh, it's kind of a return to form for us though do you remember we used to do the show I think during season one, when we started in the throes of 2020, um, we used to record following the morning of the Thursday game. I feel like we did. I think Friday morning. So, you know, this is like a a vintage NFL MAO. Enjoy it, collectors. No, that's right. And let's get right into it because we're going to want to get to the meat of the uh, agenda, which is going to be some Vikings game recap. A little bit about the Bears and the trade deadline. and A lot of bit about the Raiders. And yes, there's a lot about the Raiders. So first off, last Thursday's game. And we're going to recap two Thursday games this week since... So just hang with us. We missed this past one, which Luke and I got our picks in for, but we'll get there. Last Thursday's game on October 26th, Buccaneers versus the Bills. The Bills come out on top 24 to 18. This was kind of a slow, maybe like a lethargic game, in my opinion. Um, Josh Allen gets his win at home in the end. Baker didn't look incredible. I believe there was an absolutely awesome Mike Evans touchdown, if my memory serves. Like a late one. This was three years ago. It's a long time ago. I don't have much other than that unless you have anything about this game. No. I mean, this is like, um, it was kind of boring, like you said, but... I think the Bills are going to rumble and bumble and stumble to the AFC Championship, if not the Super Bowl. Like so, they could. Um, like there's a, there's a couple teams that will that will give them a run, of course, but they they're not they're not they don't win ugly like the Steelers. We'll get to them. They are the ugliest winners in football, but um, they either win super pretty or they win kinda. Eh, you know. What yeah. I mean? Um. I just looked it up. Mike Evans did have a touchdown. Memory did serve. Um, he's pretty much guaranteed for that. All said, a gold the, Buccaneers, I mean, a the Buccaneers have been playing okay this year. They're kind of up and down, but I had them pegged as a very bad team coming into the season, and they've remained competitive. So next we've got the Cowboys finishing the Rams at home 43-20 to in a game that was, that was an absolute this. blowout. Uh, mm. I got this one right, Luke. We had four games that we picked differently in this this week. Um, I was feeling crazy last week. 
it was three to one. So then I ended up getting two points. I had 12, right? You had 10, which pushed us to even in the aggregate. I believe we were at like 72 a pop. So we had a good game or a good week, both of us in double digits, but there we go. This Cowboys victory was obviously lopsided. Prescott had four touchdowns, two of which went to CD lamb who went over 150. Um, Deron Bland, the defensive back, had a pick six, and he's had a lot of interceptions this year. So not much more than that. Um, that wasn't a game I was, you know, focusing or keying on, especially in that noon slate, especially with an NFC North Packers and Vikings game. What a treat. This was um, – so it, you, you gave yourself a lot of blame for the schedule being kind of weird, um, and I respect that, and I appreciate you taking on the chin. But also I had – like I hosted my mother-in-law this weekend. Um, it was Taylor's – it was my wife's 30th birthday weekend. So, like I was I'm pretty well fucking – I'm so sorry. Oh, you're fine. I was pretty well fucking booked um, through the weekend. And so being a good husband sometimes requires you to be like watching this game on your phone while you're trying to set up birthday festivities and all this stuff. Um, and she's an understanding wife and cool with it. And I was getting live updates in the car. I was like, I'll drive us downtown uh, for brunch. Don't worry, wife and mother-in-law. I- I'll drive us safe and sound to downtown LA. Keep me posted on the score. Vikes are cooking. I'm not sweating anything. And they're like, okay, cool. And they're feeding me just like the score. And that's great because why wouldn't you? What what could possibly go wrong? Um, and then I park the car. I get valeted. I get valeted, you know. Uh, it's, it's on, it's so on, you didn't it's on, park the car. Yeah, I parked the car in front of the restaurant. And then the valet took it. Somebody you. parked it for um, you. Somebody parked it the second time because yeah. it, had to get, it had to get there. Come right. on. Um, <laughs> but uh, all of a sudden I get to finally pull out my phone. Don't text and drive. All right. So I get to finally pull out my phone and I have my mother. I have Aiden, T, Brad, everybody I've ever been related to, everybody that's ever met me. And this is what happens when you're like known for liking a team that isn't the norm where you're from. I was the Vikings fan in a sea of Baron uh, Packer fans. too. Don't so start being just, a victim. Don't start being a victim. Everybody just knows you this way. What happened to Kirk? What, what, what's up with Kirk? is Kirk okay? And I'm like, oh well, oh, well, why wouldn't he be? And then like, I literally felt like, I don't know, like the, the dolly shot in Jaws with like, when like a fucking flies in on the fucking sheriff and the cigarettes like drops out of his mouth or whatever. Uh, as I realized that Aiden goes, I think it might be an Achilles. So I'm sitting at brunch, go to the bathroom, just absolutely rip a blinker. Uh, don't even care. Um, that's what the vents are for. That is what they designed Vince for. (laughs) I come back, I sit down and like do like a a, a grimace, like uh, Governor DeSantis. (laughs) Just grinding Uh, your teeth into flat slabs. (laughs) And uh, I do my best to act unaffected. And they were very understanding. They knew how big of a deal it was. It wasn't like a rando and it wasn't like a rando injury. So like they were like, oh my gosh, like they appreciated my effort into not letting it ruin my day in life. But Kirk Cousins ladies and gentlemen, and this is old news, uh, has a torn Achilles. Mm -hmm. In in a day that was an amazing day, uh, capping off fucking an awesome victory against a division rival, putting us, we're still squarely in second and have a run. And real quick, uh, you guys were still whooping their ass that whole game. Dog walking the Packers. Had to be said while you're in the middle of your thing. Sorry. It was beautiful, man. No, you're right. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I mean, having a ball at Jordan Love, I'm not saying he doesn't have a future. I, I have to eat shit on how behind eat crow I was. on that. I, I, 
oh, I'll eat crow and shit and humble pie and anything else you want to feed me on it because I I chalked it up to being like, oh, my God, it's Favre to Rogers of Love. It worked out, and I shouldn't have done that. I was ready to just buy the storyline, um, and I was wrong. Like, he's looked so fucking clueless, so fucking clueless, and then it becomes a matter of, does he suck? Does this guy, does LaFleur not know how to develop a quarterback? Uh, like, or is it just year one growing pains? It's all just like, we're going to have to wait and see. He's, he's yeah. not going to be pulled as the starter, but it's, we were kicking their ass and it's beautiful. Our offense has been amazing. Even without JJ, like Addison's an absolute freak. Hawkinson's been fantastic. And Kirk cousins was playing like a top three NFL quarterback in that game. And in the season, like this dude is a freak. Like I, I, and so to be having, and coach O'Connell said it himself, like this was, this was shaping up to be Kirk's best season of his career. Mm-hmm. Like he looks incredible. Um, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking, um, especially to see how the world and the public has come around on Kirk Cousins, especially following the Netflix show. Like suddenly, it, it's uncool to dislike Kirk Cousins, and that happened. That, before this was this exactly the point and I was gonna make. What in a my take. what a strange yeah. and amazing like role reversal. And I said it to you guys a few weeks ago, actually. Like how it just reminds me of like the hunchback of Notre Dame or whatever. Like uh, I'll have spent one day out there. I used to see people cut up that video of Hayden Christensen (laughs) being appreciated at a star Wars celebration years down the line after the prequels were so maligned. And it's so similar to Kirk. This, the cool thing was to hate on Kirk. He sucks in primetime. He can't win the thing. He steals yeah, he's money from kind of miraculously it, become a sympathetic character in the NFL. It has flipped on its ear. So now for this to happen, it just sucks, dude. Like, Kirk Chains last year, like, changed the narrative. And, you know, we not only was he, like, pulling, a, pulling our fucking season's hopes, our playoff aspirations, literally, like, almost single-handedly out of the grave. From the river sticks. But we we have a, a a week schedule coming up and a, a potential run to – I mean, we don't play the Lions until the end of the year, and then we play them twice. It's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. But if we had a rat, we had a crack at this, and I'm not giving – I'm not turning in our season, but being, having the benefit – having the benefit of this happening two days before the, dr- the trade deadline is nice because then it becomes a game of we can bring in somebody who's who's a veteran or who's played some snap this, snaps this year because – Otherwise, we're sitting with Mullins, who's on the IR. I mean, or not on the IR, but on the injury report. And then Jaron Hall, our rookie. Jaron Hall came in to finish the game against the Packers. Um, I think it's pretty clear that I don't think Jaron Hall is ready. I think no. he looked pretty. I think he looked pretty terrified uh, in that game. And I think that Coach O'Connell lets his opinions slip, even when he says the right line. Um, I think I watch that guy talk a lot and I think the way he talks about Dobbs versus how he's excited to see, uh, what Jaron makes of the opportunity and stuff. Like, I, I think it's very clear that Joshua Dobbs is going to be the starter as soon as possible and maybe even get in the game on Sunday, even though that Jaron Hall's the starter mm-hmm. that let's talk about the Dobbs of it all for a second and we can move on. I like this. It's not what I wanted. It is not flashy. <laughs> it's definitely not uh, what you were calling uh, for. You uh, were calling for uh, Andy, Andy Dalton, Dalton Andrew, Andrew, my man, Andrew. That's what you were what saying. What are you up to? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did one Andy Dalton, um, which sounds hilarious, and I probably would have eaten shit on that anyways. So uh, to, to get Joshua Dobbs 
who has played meaningful starting minutes has had the I don't know one over a locker room in Arizona that is a team that is squarely belongs to a different quarterback like you know what I mean like rallied uh, the team in in big victories over good teams I mean they beat the Cowboys um, so I like this I understand it I think uh, I think it it says it sends a very interesting message it almost makes me think that they're looking at best case scenario this guy is fantastic and maybe we look at him at being our starter uh but that's the best case scenario to me it makes it almost look like they are interested in bringing kirk back like you know what i mean like like, and i think that's bizarre but why not go get somebody that is a franchise name and franchise quarterback if you're like not doing that because it's like we're still playing as though our draft pick is not going to be great we don't have a crack at caleb williams we don't have a crack uh, at, at some of these kids. And so right now, go get... but if you, well, yeah, but if you play I mean, out the rest of off. the season we... with Dobbs or with Jaron Hall, I could see you think losing a lot the of pants. You think the Panthers or somebody like that no, is going to win more games than us? Draft. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, if you're in the top 10, you have a shot to trade up is what I'm saying. Okay. I don't know. I just think it was the safest choice they could have made. And I think that they are, that it gives them, they were not ready to make a definitive decision with two days time at most to decide. And so they picked Correct. a very safe choice. And a very guess safe what? Choice. That was not the Arizona Cardinals quarterback. I thought they were going to trade for. I thought they were going to trade for uh, Murray straight up. That would I be batshit. have long I, connected I, him in my mind to the Vikings organization. I've long thought he ends up there. And I think that the Cardinals bringing in Dobbs and getting rid of Colt McCoy at the very last minute of the beginning of the season of the end of the off season was kind of indicative of them attempting to tank. However, Dobbs went out there and performed ahead of schedule. In my opinion, I've seen him play with the Steelers and I, I've seen him play, I believe, what, the Browns maybe? I can't remember the other team. It but, is the Browns. Yeah. So I've seen Dobbs play at Tennessee. He's never been an elevator in my opinion, and I saw it the, the first game of the year with the Cardinals where he elevated his team. I saw other flashes from him. However, I don't think he's going to be that exciting for you guys. I don't think he's going to be the kind of guy who's going to feed Justin Jefferson and um addison the way that kirk cousins could hitting them in ways they can get yak because he's hitting them right on the money with touch every time and i just want to say this like as someone who's talked a lot of shit about kirk cousins it has become a sensational story of becoming a sympathetic and likable figure after being a pariah amongst NFL media and fan bases for being the consistent guy who put up stats and never did anything with it um it's very sad to see him potentially ending his tenure with the Vikings on a non-contact injury where he was just dropping back in his uh, last step, his Achilles jumps, eerily similar to how Aaron Rodgers did. He played it very tough. He sat on the cart and watched the team and cheered. He didn't look to have as severe of an injury as he did. He's a tough guy. He's a good teammate. He's a good man, and I feel bad for him. You for know. That. You know he showed up to the Vikes facility for trick or treaters yeah, the next see day. That. Yeah, on a scooter. Like, yeah, he's a good guy. He's so fucking dope, dude. I wouldn't he's be surprised purple, if you tried to bring him back. He's got the purple cast. 
He's got the purple cast after surgery. I, I would love for him He's to be getting a old. Viking. It depends on it depends on what you guys are trying to do. I think it depends on how the rest of the season goes. If you guys are in the top ten picks, I could see you guys discussing moving on from him and trying to make a move to get one of the top two quarterbacks, maybe top three QBs. If you keep winning a couple games, then I could see you re-signing Kirk at the end of the year. That's right. I, I can. I mean, let's 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 talk. I mean, fucking, we have the Falcons beatable. We have the Saints. They suck. We have the Broncos. They suck. We have the Bears again. They suck. We have a bye week. We have the Raiders. They suck. You're discrediting like, some really good defensive options that are going to be fucking destroying Jaron Hall, though. In my opinion. Well, Jaron Hall's not going to play. Are you talking about this weekend? I'm talking about. What do you think Dobbs is going to start in two weeks? As soon as possible, okay, yeah. yeah. He'll be, he'll be, he'll be. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets brought in in the middle of this game if Jaron starts getting eaten, even with like knowing six plays. Look, it makes your games, it makes the rest of your season, you know, in some ways dreadful and sad. But there's a lot of intrigue because you're gonna get to see how these players play without Kirk Cousins, which is gonna tell you a lot about Kirk Cousins' skill set and what he means to your offense. Because if you guys Almost- can't get the pass game going. When JJ comes back, it's gonna say maybe you need to keep Kirk next year. I mean, almost hilarious how how uh, how distraught I was over an IR stint for JJ when then Kirk gets a career or not a career under and God look, no, but certainly a season. My under. starting quarterback has been out for multiple games too, and we'll get to that. It's different. It sucks. It sucks when you have to play a backup hard. QB, and you guys we haven't don't have had a, a QB guy like Tyson. We've never Bajan. had this guy. No, we don't. And I and I said this. I I said this last year and the year before and the year before, like when I was defending Kirk vehemently, is Brett the enemy? Just he's just the best quarterback we've ever had, Eric and that does not uh, 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 this side of Fran Tarkington. Like it, it's just he's the best quarterback, debatably in Vikings history. We've never had a guy like this in the modern era who is this consistent and this good for the fucking team and. As a fan, as a lifelong fan, it, it's just it's un, it's uncharted territory. This is a, as uncharted right now. This feeling as it was uncharted territory and having such a good quarterback so consistently. Like this is all this is all no man's land to me. So yeah. I, I'm very I feel weird and I'm ready to move on, but I feel weird. I'm very sorry. I get that, and I was sorry to see it when it happened live, and I knew the context of which you would find out the news, which adds another layer to it because you had a lot going on and you weren't necessarily sitting there totally absorbing the game. Nope. So since no. I since I did take the high road um, humanistic approach in my initial comments, which I do mean, um, I do also want to highlight the cynical um, perspective on this and say the timing of the injury with the trade deadline to some fans and to some co- people commenting on the situation have made the comment that damn it would have been a lot better to trade the guy a week earlier and i just wanted to know what your thoughts on that and i figure you have no thoughts like you got to be loyal to the guy especially with what you've Mm -hmm. said but there are comments about that swirling like he maybe could have fetched something i know he had a no trade clause but you never know he had a no trade clause um here's my thoughts on that um that would have turned off the entire locker room and uh divided the fan base for no reason so like yeah i it's it's you know hindsight's 2020 but um no and that's exactly right hindsight is 2020 
It depends on what you want to do. If the guy's that good of a person, you don't even consider taking the stripped down approach um, because you're trying to be loyal and fair to the guy, especially when he's playing well. If you wanted to do a complete rebuild and then get it going by the trade deadline, I could have seen you trading him. But I understand. I just don't think that anybody in that organization was quitting on the season yet, and and they're still not quitting on the season. I get that. We need to move on. I'm very sorry about that. I'll still be watching Vikings games with intrigue, and we're obviously going to play you again. So, yeah. Next game, another game. Luke and I split the pick on. Titans beat the Falcons 28 to 3 or to 23 rather. And this is the main thing to cap in here is that Will Levis had an absolutely incredible game. I have to give him his roses. I'll eat a little bit of crow cuz we've seen him play again on the Thursday night game of this week. He had a great game through 3 of his Phenomenal touchdowns game. to Hopkins. Derrick Henry was doing very well. He was pretty much on schedule the whole time doing silly stuff with amazing arm talent. And that was never his issue. The guy can rocket the ball. He's confident. He's tough. He's not scared to take a hit and stand in the pocket and try to make a throw. I've always seen him as a guy that makes stupid decisions and turns the ball over and can't be consistent. And I'll say this. Some of those big, deep touchdowns to D-Hop were a lot of him just chucking it up kind of blindly in D hop making great plays, which I don't see as sustainable, but I do need to give the guy credit because he had a fucking banger of a game and beat the Falcons who are a pretty okay team this year. Bro. I, I mean, in the, like I said, and, and this I, was and the I pick Luke it. got right. He picked Titans. I, I said it and I meant it. They aren't losing in those Oilers uniforms. It just wasn't going to happen. And my man was, my man was channeling Warren moon and Aaron McNair out there just fucking slinging it. Yeah, he had a good game. <clears throat> the Falcons, Beautiful. it's it's hard to read. So Their head coach is kind of an asshole. I don't know if you've like heard how he talks to reporters. Arthur and Smith. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, he was he was in a he was really shitty. Well, I mean, it's like when you're he born dumb when he when talked you're about born into uh, generational wealth. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I don't know what you mean. Neither of us do. Um, Arthur Smith was like I, I saw him be kind of shitty. Yeah, and sound weird about like. Um, why they are switching from uh, Desmond Ritter to Heineke, Heineke for the Vikings. Yeah, but... And we'll get to whatever. that. So next we have Saints beating the Colts 38-27. to 27. Uh, Rashid... Rashid Shahid? Rashid Shahid? Rashid Shahid had a really good... Mm-hmm. I had to look it up because I couldn't think of his name off the top of my head. He had 150 yards on three catches, just catching deep bombs. Great game. The Saints are another one of those teams I've had a really hard time pegging down this season. I personally don't like giving the vote of confidence to Derek Carr. Um, But then whenever I pick against him, he has a good game. So I don't know how to, you know, judge this team, appraise them. I mean, I I think they suck. I really do. And Um, then what does that say about the Colts? Uh, Jonathan Taylor almost had 100 yards that game, but they didn't get anything going in the second half. The Colts were meant to suck this year, and the only reason we thought different for two seconds was because Richardson came yep. out and looked like fucking Cam Newton and shit. Yeah. Um, so it's okay. Yeah, they'll take they'll take this uh the season as like, you know, a down year. They'll take their lumps and then in some ways it might be good to let Richardson, though he has to recover from a surgery, sit and learn a little bit, learn the offense very well, and then they'll get another high draft pick to add more talent around him. They need to get Richardson in that big-ass Kittle helmet 
like the ones that are like the triple padding yeah. like it's a cool ones, it's a you know cool I mean? helmet oh they're sick as hell but it's like the way that guy moves around and all the hits he's taken and the ma- that many injuries that fast like uh, i'd get i'd be as they should have him possible. wear the mushroom pad on the outside just ridiculous may as well just a, a neon green mushroom shell yeah. on his head i mean if they're gonna wear it in practice it obviously you know all right Patriots get beat to fuck by the Dolphins, thirty-one to seventeen. I'm still dying over the mushroom. I'm picturing like Toad and shit. Wah! His little voice. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing Mario Wonder. What of it? Yeah, it's really the, fun. The, dude. The flowers with the big. Their mouths are so the big. Flowers crack me. Up, They're so dude. funny. They're like, Take a little break. Yeah. And stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> like I had one that was underwater and I drained Frozen the water and carbonite. And he was like. <gasps> like literally okay yeah let's dude get back to it. that's probably yeah, all right well aiden let's talk about the football game dude i played right. warrior wear move last night and though the mini games were fun they required so i've never been the huge fan of the button mashing mario party mini games because it's very taxing on the oh. thumb and that's essentially what the, that's essentially what all of it's these very taxing on the thumb mini games are. They're like, okay, hold your hands above your head and fucking swirl them for thirty seconds straight as fast as you can. And after the third mini game, my thirty year old shoulder hurts, my hips hurt, my knees hurt, and I'm yeah. like, ah, fuck yeah. this. All right, the Dolphins beat the Patriots thirty one to seventeen. Tua. Tango Vailoa throws three touchdowns. Jalen Ramsey miraculously Where's comes back it? from his injury at the beginning of the season, and now he's playing. Jalen Waddle had a good game. Um, the Patriots suck. They're still two and six, and I don't have anything else to say. Luke, what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, you see the kid that dressed up as Mike McDaniel for Halloween? Yeah, he hit the. He even hit the the boost run at the end. It was very oh my good. God, dude. Mike McDaniel's, and we'll get to this because we'll prep the next week's picks. But Mike McDaniel's has been having a great time with the German beat reporters in Frankfurt. I don't know if you're seeing that. I am. It's a lot of fun. I I think that the I think that and we'll talk about it when we get there. But I think the Dolphins made a great choice in going to Germany so early. The Chiefs like literally just got there. Yeah, that's dumb. You want to get out? We jet lagged as shit. Yeah, and then you're not even going to be able to truly enjoy the Hafefizens because you're going to be all jet lagged. Yeah, and I and I would have seven, of which I would have many. I'd be having schnitzel. Yeah, Aiden, tell me what the good stuff I should eat. Big so pretzel. if I was there, I would straight up get a Ram schnitzel, which is like a, a brownish cream sauce, and mm. with that I would get some spätzle, and I would make sure it's house made spätzle on the side. Probably a little dash of sauerkraut to add a little bit of that vinegary taste to your palate. I'm going to get a, a Hefeweizen tower that comes with the spigot. I shit you not that comes with the spigot. It's like three liters of beer. We're going to be dousing our fucking glass with it, filling it up and pouring it down our throats. Going to go smoke a, a square outside because you have to smoke a cigarette. Big to the tip, like smoke roast it, roast it. I haven't somebody... I haven't heard somebody say smoke a square in a while. Nobody says that out here. They do in Germany. People say that back home. Well, people say it in Illinois, too. Like, my brother said it, we, says it and stuff. But I we need to get back on track, Luke. The Jets beat the Giants 13 to 10. <laughs> talking about Zen pouches last week, and I forgot I even did it. And then I was like, oh, my God. The, we took airtime to talk about Zen pouches. But, yeah, I would get a Ram schnitzel with spätzle on the side, and then spätzle. I would also see what other delicious sides they would have, and then I would just get whatever. I'm going to Germany and Epcot <clears throat> next week, so yeah. basically the same thing. 
Jaeger best schnitzel. I can do. The the local brow house made a Hawaii schnitzel, which they had a cream sauce with little cocktail shrimps all over the top of the schnitzel, and then they would just give you uh, like a big ass serving of fries. And I would always yeah. eat my fries with mayo which is just mayonnaise but it's like a little bit lighter of a mayonnaise and I, trust me dude their mayo dude, you're Will with Levis. fries mm, yeah you put it in your coffee jets beat the giants 13 to 10 this was a pretty heavy matchup saquon barkley like i said is their offense 36 carries in that game how dude how are you gonna give this fucker 36 carries and then still have a, a like a contractual standoff with the guy. He knows, and you know, he is everything for that offense. And it took yep. an overtime pretty, victory from bad. the Jets. It was ugly, ugly game all around. Overtime victory for the Jets, who have continued to find ways to win. Um, I believe they're going to be in a primetime game this coming week, so that'll be interesting. Next, we have the Jaguars and Steelers. Another matchup that we split the pick on. I pick Jags. They win. 2010, we had a cool ETN performance. Trevor Lawrence had almost 300 yards. Pickett got hurt. He took like a chest injury, which he then came back subsequently for the last Thursday night game. So not a serious injury, but up till that point and kind of going forward, like the Steelers offense has been very bad. People calling for Matt Canada to be fucking at the hangman's. I shouldn't say that. After many a take, we're going to recap the Jaguars-Steelers game as thus. I selected the Jaguars to win, okay? They won 20-10. to 10. Not a great game for Kenny Pickett. He got his chest caved in. People are calling for fucking Matt Canada's head. <laughs> I will recap it as thus. <laughs> All right, and that's all I have to say. Trevor Lawrence had an all right game. He almost had 300 yards. All right, moving on to the NFC East. (laughs) The Eagles beat the Commanders in what actually amounted to a hotly contested game. Sam Howell had almost 400 yards and four (laughs) touchdowns. But, however, they couldn't handle A.J. Brown on the other side. Eight catches, 130, and two touchdowns. This was a game where there were rumblings that were saying that if the commanders won, they may retain some of their tradable assets, but if they lost, there might be a fire sale at the trade deadline. Projecting a bit, we'll get to the trade deadline. That was the case after losing. They lost to a division rival. The Eagles are still one of the top teams with a 7-1 and record after this game. You got any thoughts before we push on? Not a one. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep it together, all right? <laughs> this is a Saturday afternoon. You, said, you have to push through. Aiden the whole time was like, we have to make this the fastest episode we've ever done. Maybe it's only five, ten minutes long. Maybe. And I'm like, all right. I'll go as fast as I can. Look, I didn't spend three semesters in the fucking auction house <laughs> to not talk fast <laughs> when given the opportunity, okay? The Panthers <laughs> beat the Texans in a game that did a lot of bad things to me as a bears fan because the Panthers have the worst record in the league before this game winning of their first game now puts them a little bit behind the Cardinals who are also at one and seven. Um, this is because the Panthers have already had their bye week This was a divisional uh, matchup with the number one and number two pick in the draft. I always love seeing games like that where you have oh, yeah. top QB rookies matched up against each other um, we've seen it like with Wentz and Goff back in the day. 
You saw it with Mariota and Jamie's Winston. And I'll say this, Bryce Young had a pretty good game. Both of these teams came off a bye week, so they had time to prepare. Thielen looked okay. He almost had 100 yards. And I need the Panthers to keep losing because there's a good shot that the Bears are going to want to change direction at quarterback, and I don't want them to trade up for one. I want them to at least just be able to select it because the Bears trading up within the top three picks for a QB was not a good decision last time for Trubisky. Anything you have to say before we move on to the Seahawks? Aiden, not a thing. All right. Just fucking twiddle your thumbs then. <laughs> I'll fucking do it. Well, you're giving me the option. You're not asking me a question. All right, Luke. Like, the Seahawks, Luke, you talk about the Seahawks beat the Browns 24 to 20. This was a pretty tight game where Geno Smith did all right, but he also had a couple turnovers against that good Browns defense. What are your thoughts? I about- thought the Vikings. Good. I thought the Vikings might hit up Andrew, my man, Drew Locke as well. Okay. That's just another person I thought about. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off. Drew Locke? Yeah. I've never heard him called Andrew, so it threw me for a wrench. But Andrew, That's why I wanted to go Andrew, my man No, he would have been another option. I understand that. But That's all. I will say That's my only thought about the Seahawks. The Browns have a great defense. Oh! The Seahawks uniforms. Did you yeah, see them? Yeah, they're oh, the ones that Brad God. caves my fucking Cro-Magnon oh, skull in God. with every time I play <laughs> in the Super Bowl, dude. Dude, we have a connected franchise with Brad Pence, frequent guest of the show, and, and, and he has been just stoving in Aiden's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just took a fucking, like, iron fresh off the, the, the like, spit and just thwack right off the side of my head in the super bowl here's the thing like a fire like a firewood poker yeah fire poker he just thwunk right up the side of my head (laughs) here's the problem in the first half of our matchup it was 12 to 14 i had kept it close i went conservative and methodical my team had to change okay after i traded justin fields and drafted cade klubnik we're not talking about real football we're still talking about we went from from high flying offense with 102 touchdowns passing in one season to a methodical nick singleton focused rushing offense with quick dink and dunks from klubnik now i go for a field goal for my first two possessions it's six to seven after he scores. He gets another touchdown. I got a score at the end of the half. So I'm feeding Ben Perez. And he makes an incredible touchdown, breaking like three tackles and then reversing his field to go to the middle for a touchdown as time's rolling out in the first half. I go for two, don't get it, 12 to 14. Next half, he scores a ridiculous play with Jamison Williams, immediately pick sixes me. I'm playing from behind. Team isn't built to play from behind, much like the current iteration of the Chicago Bears with Tyson Bajant. If you get behind, you're going to be pressing and forcing it, and then he just blew me out. And now we're waiting on him to draft. Yeah, I hope we draft soon. Um, regarding the Seahawks in real life, um, yeah, I'm glad they won. I chose them to win. They looked amazing. I think their throwbacks were not as good as the Oilers' throwbacks. Here's why. So they did this awful thing where they cowboy collared the fucking – it looks like a like you're wearing a collared shirt when you don't put the stripes and stuff all the way to the logo. On, yeah, on you're your right. Neck. It does. And it so, leaves a weird – and it's, yeah. And and I think it's because they're taking advantage of the the latest Nike model of jersey, and a lot of teams are. The Vikings are using it too. The Bills are using it, 
and it returned them to a cowboy collar, uh, but which they had recently fixed. But now it's back to it looks gross. That's the only that's the only tweak. If you care about the fashion like I do, and no, I do. it was a great weekend for alternate jerseys. You have to bring that up. <clears throat> All right, moving on. <clears throat> a very interesting matchup: the Broncos in division rivalry with Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs at home and very cold in. Snowy before the game atmosphere, 24 to nine, Pat Mahomes, terrible game. He had two, no, no touchdowns, just two interceptions. And then they dropped to six and two Broncos get a much needed win. Um, I don't have much to say other than just a very bad game for the Pat Mahomes led chiefs. First win Super Bowl for the Broncos since 2015. First win over the chiefs since 2015. Yeah, I mean, good for them. Um, the Broncos sorely needed a win like that. Anytime you beat the Chiefs these days, it's like beating Brady and the Patriots back in the day. Like that does wonders for for the team's morale. I have to imagine. So good on them. They they really needed it. <laughs> the Broncos have been an embarrassment. Um, I I hope that they can. Um, I don't know. Ride off that high a little and 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 play some good football down the stretch yeah look i want all the bad teams to play well except for the panthers that's my take i want the bears to have the best draft picks possible and except for the bears i want them to win games too so next we have the ravens beating the cardinals and your future quarterback they beat them 31 to 24 dobbs had two touchdowns and two interceptions um you have continue to have great performances from the quarterback for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, action Jackson. Lamar Jackson's playing MVP football. He's an absolute freak. I love him so much. It'll be, I'll be hard pressed to ever choose against him this year. As for Dobbs, and I know I talked about him a lot already, I think he's going to shit himself when he walks into the building with KOC, who I consider to be something of a quarterback and offensive whisperer. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and also, you're funny sometimes. And also, Thank you, Daddy. Whisperer. And then a QB whisperer. Caesar Milan and, uh, dog whisperer. And also the, the weapons at his disposal. I mean, it's a matter of just learning the plays, and he should be able to be okay. A-okay. He was the best guy around. What murder. All right. The Bengals beat the 49ers 31-17 to in what has become a rough skid for Brock Purdy. He somehow miraculously gets just like fast-tracked through the concussion protocol at a speed that no other non-quarterback player would likely get pushed through it, which is kind of strange. He throws two interceptions. He's been a little turnover machine lately. I picked the Bengals in this. This was the last of our um, split picks last week. Luke took shots. I'm glad to make up some of the ground on that because Luke was on a tear recently with his picks. And I don't have too much more to say about this game because I have to recap the Bears next against the Chargers. Go. Go to the Bears-Chargers. Chargers beat us up, dude. 30-13. to 13. Here's the issue. A lot of Bears jerseys in L.A., just so you yeah. know. I was on I was on a Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, I'm not talking about the game. I'm talking about oh, in the wild well, in good. Los Angeles. I was seeing, like, Bears jerseys on people, like – cool ones like away jerseys and stuff nice. i was like all right speaking like, of jerseys, uh, and they were like I found some sick deals on fanatics oh tell the tell the audience oh akeem hicks Tariq cohen and darnell wright all under 50 bucks a pop 
that Which never is happens. crazy. If you buy jerseys as much and as Darno Wright you know is a first round never. pick for this year. Oh, I got him on Madden. Yeah. Like um Keem Hicks and Tariq Cohen great in their era. They had a they had a discount on the um Oh, what's his name? I'm trying to think of some of the old retro ones. They had some cool like Red Grange and stuff like that, but they they wow, were all I can't believe they have a Red Grange. And they were like crazy. on sale, but they're almost all of them were just the standard um navy blue jersey and i was like i don't want to get too many of just that color i want some away ones some alternates do you have a buckus jersey i don't have a buckus jersey i do have a buckus t-shirt though well that's sick then i got that after he passed and then we beat the washington commanders who then we subsequently got montez sweat from at the trade deadline and we'll talk about that first i'm gonna say as succinctly as possible for this game the game plan with tyson bajant is you play methodical you run you keep it ahead of the chains. He makes short passes to accommodate for the lack of pass blocking tackles at our disposal because at during that game, we were still starting our backup left tackle. It got out of hand because our defense couldn't tackle. We couldn't do anything to stop Herbert. He was just diming people up at will. We were quickly down, and then as soon as that happened, we had to force it, and Tyson had to push. And he's just not built for that against a good pass rush with Khalil Mack, with Joey Bosa in the secondary, took advantage of us, and we had a bad game, and we got beat up. And the Chargers clearly have a lot more talent on that team, and they needed to win a lot more than we did, to be honest. But still not great as a fan to watch your team get absolutely bludgeoned in primetime. It seems like whenever you hear the primetime jingles, and the Bears team comes on very soon after, you just like your body just starts to shiver a little bit because you know what's about to happen. You're about to embarrass your fucking whole fan base in national primetime. So I don't have much to say about that. Moving on to the Monday night game, another divisional rival. One, the Lions beat the Raiders 26 to 14. Jameer Gibbs popped off and had an incredible game. And more importantly, Luke, this led to some crazy. Po- or pre-trade deadline moves by the Raiders. Tell me about it. The Raiders, in the middle of the night, uh, like a thief in the night, um, <clears throat> cleaned house. And everybody, like a lot of people, a lot of respectable voices on ESPN, all like kind of said in agreement that it felt like a so weird to do it like that. It was like Halloween night, like a coup. Uh, and like they they sent their head coach packing. Um, and Josh McDaniel, they sent their offensive coordinator packing uh-huh. uh, the following day. But that same night as uh, the head coach, they fired their off- uh, their general manager as well. So a full fucking house cleaning um, from Mark Davis. In the first and- firing of the head coach of the season for any team. And it's, it's, um, it's nuts. This guy, this guy is like, and I'm talking about coach McDaniels. He's been fired from, he got fired from Denver, like after like one season yep. two, right. Or something like that. He's like, got it. Something batshit. He's got to be like, done as far as head coaching in the league. And he's collecting he's, so much money to just do nothing now because of the way that has coaching contracts are guaranteed. It's fucked up. Has there been a Belichick, a Belichick coaching tree, uh, hire that's turned out. Not that I can think of. Like it's insane, isn't it? And this is a guy who, this is a guy who was the <clears throat> offensive coordinator for 
debatably the best offense in history. It was like the era he was the OC for like uh, the Patriots, like with like Brady and Moss. Like it was fucked, like record setting on both ends. Like you know what I mean? It was absolutely fucked. So I understand why he'd be a hot commodity then. Why now? How did he get this gig? And now he's going to get paid out millions, 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 hand over fist, while they're already paying millions and millions and millions hand over fist to Gruden. Yeah. And it's like... <clears throat> and they're supposedly cap-strapped, so... I don't Not a very well-run organization over there right now. Devontae Adams is angry as shit every week. Everybody knows it. You're lucky you've got Max Crosby giving somebody... Like, giving the, the fan base and the media a, like a fresh piece of meat every week to talk about. Because his performance cool. is distracting from the organizational ineptitude. Jacobs has been angry. I mean, maybe not angry, but vocally um, unhappy. I would say getting rid of Derek Carr looks really weird now. Like it looks like that was the linchpin for all of it. Like you sided, you sided with this coach and GM, and oh, it's just it's so ugh. It, it, the whole yeah. thing makes me sick. I feel it's like I've been saying all season long that I'm like rooting for a Raiders downfall because I have to go watch the Vikings play them and I don't want to lose. What do you do? Like they're starting Aiden O'Connell. Uh, I, I assume the team's going to rally around him and the interim head coach. Can you pull up the names of the new interim head yeah, it's coach? In, and OC it's Antonio I can't, it's Pierce. AP, I can't, Antonio Pierce, former middle former, linebacker former for NFL the Giants. Player, worked on, worked on ES, worked at ESPN after that. Um, Sorry, well, Redskins so, at the time, now Washington Commanders. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. And then um, – and now, you know, he had a really cool presser. Like, he had everybody ready to run through a wall. He was talking about growing up, like, uh, in L.A. when the Raiders were there and then, like, everything else and rocking the Raiders hat and uh, rocking interim NWA offensive and all stuff. It was Interim offensive coordinator, Bo Hardegree. Cool. No clue who um, that is. It's dope. It's dope. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Um, I think that it might – be a breath of fresh air in the room obviously like Devonte adams and all of them are goofing off in the locker room and playing like mini <clears throat> basketball yeah. and a, a seemingly in, seemingly in great moods now um i understand finally making a move to side with your players it's very late but that's a good move side with your fucking players for once and listen to the stars like Devonte adams has talent to be one of the best receivers in the league still max crosby is one of the best in the league still right now and jacobs can be one of the best in the league it's like the car thing was a blunder and this might not be it actually might be acknowledging a blunder and the worst thing about it is it's too late and they are paying out a lot of money to head coaches that have nothing to do with well speaking of that and years and years and years to come you've reminded me of something i cannot go without mentioning this week um after the game so we're still on track for the timeline um of how we're covering the football content on the episode the Bears have fired another head coach. Or no, sorry, another coach, the running backs coach. I was like, holy it shit, was did they really? another HR-related firing. So we have two wins and two HR-related firings for coaches on our staff. So whatever that means. What do you mean HR-related? He, he apparently had already been reprimanded once, and then he was, that was his warning, and then he was fired on a day. And I don't know is if that he's. of sexual I don't know, nature? Or is it we like. we don't say anything as a coaching staff or as an organization. Oh, so it's frustrating it as worse. fuck. So it's like. That that is what? hard. And so here's the question. Are we admitting when there are mistakes made? Are we properly 
um, holding people accountable in the organization and trying to completely rebuild? Or did we hire a bunch of fucking scumbags? That's the real question. And it's gotten to a nauseating point as Bears fans. So this all happens right around the trade deadline. We have our fucking running backs coach canned. This is on the like heels of the Allen Williams defensive coordinator firing earlier in the season. And that one is potentially very bad. <clears throat> then as the trade deadline comes, we make a move for Montez Sweat. I'm happy with this deal. And Luke is going to have some I maybe inflammatory comments towards me for my take. And I guess before I say that, there was Kevin Byard going to the Eagles from the Titans and another fleecing. And there was Leonard Williams going to the Seahawks from the Giants <clears throat> for a second and a fifth round pick. <clears throat> then the Bears make the first big move of the actual trade deadline day. We trade our early second round pick in 2024 for Montez Sweat, former first round pick, I believe from Mississippi State, Combine Warrior and Combine Legend. This is a guy that at 6'6", 260, ran a 4-4-1, jumped, through the, jumped out of the gym, and has been a consistent, steady performer with and the highest-rated run defense of all edge players since 2020 per PFF. He's never eclipsed 10 sacks in a season, but he's been a consistent performer, notching anywhere from like 7 to 9. However, he's been on a very good defensive line. So there were rumblings that he was available and Chase Young was available. For the whole week leading up to it, I've been very high on saying I think the Bears should take a shot on Chase Young. I'm a huge Chase Young fan. I'm a huge Buckeye fan. Of course I would be. I will admit that Montez Sweat is the safer player and he fits the mold of what our defensive coordinator and our front office have been going after we've been going after players with high relative athletic scores with really long reach who can play the run and play with hustle there are reports that chase young takes plays off goes rover trying to hunt for sacks we also know he takes entire seasons off with injuries because he's been out for a year and a half <clears throat> but the bears send a high second round pick for montez sweat we get flack because it was reported we didn't have a deal in place, but that was nixed today, which is November 4th, because the Bears gave him a four-year, $98 million extension with like 73 guaranteed. I'm good with it. That makes the trade totally fine. Chase Young goes for a like compensatory third-round pick, so that's a late third-round pick to the 49ers. Likely not going to get extended there. Likely a eight to nine game rental or whatever if they go into the deep end of the playoffs. But Luke, you tell me why I'm wrong for thinking that you could take a shot on a guy who's 24, who's got very high upside, who is the number two pick in the draft. Um, even though I admit it's smart and sound with Montez Sweat, because you were hyped up pre-episode to get on, like you know, get on my craw. I, I, if Chase Young is going rover and hunting for sacks, uh, he's fucking terrible at it because he's had 15 and a half sacks, I believe, his entire career. Um, that's you're sucks. fucking spoiled for, with Daniel Hunter, just so you like, know. The Bears would kill have, for well, a guy with 15 sacks in four seasons. We'd kill for it. I'm joking. I, <clears throat> I guess I am spoiled because, you know, I also, you know, I had Jared Allen and stuff as a, as a youngin, but, no, that's bad. I'm sorry. That's bad for what you're touted to be. Um, and I'm not, as opposed to Montez Sweat, who I know has had mid-30s on sacks in his career. It's like, 
that's the guy I want to get. And that, uh, like, from the commanders, that's the guy, if I'm the Bears, who I want to get a proven fucking stalwart, not upside, a proven fucking stalwart. And guess what? You paid him a nice four year contract and he deserves it. I don't know that Chase Young does he does on potential i'm not saying he's a scrub chase young is not a scrub chase young is nice on paper but it's all been on paper like when's the last time he's played like, like this year I, and, and, oh well i think you're you're discrediting that he is playing very well this season great i, I am and, i am discrediting that and, and I shouldn't he be, did and I shouldn't play be. incredibly at the beginning of his career before his injury um, <clears throat> I think if he has a chance to go eat, it's with the fucking 49ers who, who nabbed him up. Like, I, I think yep. I think he has a chance to eat opposite Bosa, who is and a fucking I'm, star. I'm interested to see how that plays out because you get another, you get Chase Young just trying to cherry pick sacks of opposite of Nick Bosa. That's We didn't even get to see that at Ohio I State mean, except for a couple games. That's going to be because Nick that, got that hurt. That has potential to be amazing. Nick got and hurt I and think, he sat out his like junior season. We saw like two or three games, I believe, with him and Chase Young. So it's going to be awesome. You know who you know who can take you know who can afford an upside San pickup Francisco. like that? The Niners. Yes, but I have like, to just and, point and, out that Bears amazing. fans were like upset to see that the 49ers traded a third for chase young when we traded an early second. I don't think that's necessarily how that works. You know what I mean? There's a lot of context to a lot of things. I heard that the bears were scared off by the medicals for chase young. And that's understandable because he had a very bad knee injury where he tore his patella tendon and his ACL. And he was out for essentially a year and a half. Montez sweat has been rock solid. Like I said, the best run defending edge player of all of them. And he can get sacks, and he fits that physical mold that they're so like sought after. We are looking for athletic freaks with long arms. That's what the Bears want, and that's exactly what he is. So moving on, he's gonna have a captaincy. Like that's a great fucking might, pickup for your locker. It's just an odd time to do it at the stage that we are at, um, with how high the pick is, and I understand why people are like harping on that your defense has been but you've got to get somebody to help that edge rush and if you don't think you're going to be able to get a guy that good at the top of the second round as a rookie or you don't think that the best edge rushers including him are going to make it to free agency you fucking pull the trigger because we are getting no pass rush and it is damning our defense to look terrible and we can't do anything however there's another bad situation with that and you bring in this guy and immediately pay him a huge lucrative contract, but then you have a contract standoff with our starting corner, Jalen Johnson, who's also having a really good year. He demands a trade. Tells me that he's probably going to... Oh, he demanded a trade? He did, and then he was getting shopped at the deadline, but then the asking price was like a late first, early second, and teams didn't end up pulling the trigger, so he stayed. The good news is a lot of the dynamic was beat reporters and pundits were saying now you've got Montez sweat who you don't have a contract for and Jalen Johnson. So one of these guys is going to have to get the franchise tag. But since we did sign Montez sweat worst comes to worst, you can franchise tag Jalen. I'm actually happy that we didn't trade him. I don't want to get rid of all of our proven young talent. He's actually good. Keep him on the team. Don't keep creating holes for yourself. We have so much money. This Montez this Montez sweat contract makes me believe that they're going to break him off too. Maybe it makes me believe that they're going to pay him too. Dude, having a pass rush in front of you can't 
hurt you as a cornerback. He's been back there covering people for six seconds of play because our pass rush is so bad. So I hope we retain him. I hope they find common ground and we keep our core young players who actually prove themselves. Um, let's move on though. There are a couple other trades. A couple of them were from the Je- the Vikings. The Vikings traded Ezra Cleveland for a 2024 sixth round pick. And this is coming off of Reisner performing well. So he became expendable. And then Josh Dobbs comes from Arizona in a late round pick swap. Uh, they get a sixth and you get Josh Dobbs in their seventh. Go ahead and tell me your Fine. feedback on that. Even though you've kind of already talked about co- it. Yeah, I've covered it pretty what well. I, I like it. I, I, it's not. I don't care about that. Reisner is 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 already performing uh, better than, and and I hope that that continues. I hope that that he continues to be as reliable as he's been so far. As getting the getting the pick for Ezra was nice. So I, I understand that's the business of it all. And thank you for your service as a Viking. I do appreciate it. A couple other free agency, or sorry, a couple other trades. The Lions traded for Donovan Peoples Jones from the Browns uh, for just a six round pick. He goes back to his home state of Michigan. He was a five-star recruit from Michigan, played college ball at Michigan, the cheater university that is somehow being allowed to play a football game against Purdue tonight, Mm -hmm. even though we know that they have cheated and it's been proven Proven and it's a potentially multi-university scandal at this point. Patriots um, are proven cheaters. It's fucked up and there's nothing. It looks like nothing's going to happen in the near future because it's too big of a name and they're the number two ranked team in the col- or the number three ranked team in the college football rankings right now. So it's fucked up. They're cheaters. Russell Douglas uh, and a fourth round pick get shipped to the Buffalo Bills in return for a third round pick from. Yeah, the Green Bay Packers get a mm-hmm. third. Buffalo gets Russell Douglas. And a fourth. I followed. That's I the followed. last. Uh, yeah, that's the last trade. Now we can move on to our picks for this week Finally. while first mentioning that we already picked the Thursday night game and we talked about it a little bit. Luke yeah. picked Tennessee to beat the Pittsburgh. I picked Pittsburgh at home in this game. Will Levis crashed back down to earth in that fierce pass rush. TJ Watt sacked him with his fucking lid popped off and then screamed at the camera. Cam Hayward came back. Um, it was still hotly contested. We still we saw Kenny Pickett, even though he had an injury, he played through it. Um, Najee Harris had a good game finally, and not much more to say other than that. Yeah, good to see Najee get in the end zone. Um, Der or sorry, Derrick Henry had a fucking plank touchdown, like which was incredible. Oh, that you see was that? Cool. He like yeah, put the goal line across and was like holding himself up. Just the the ab strength, I can't imagine. Have you seen his ab fucking workouts where he does insane weird plank workouts well, where he's like that's why holding plates right on there. his it back and his, his feet are on exercise ball and he's got like chains draped dude. over him. My core is that's so why you bad. do that. I have a hunchback. Yeah, I feel like I could slump into jelly like the guy in the first <laughs> X-Men movie That's just good. to get through the prison bars. That's good. <laughs> don't, don't fear. It's like, what is this? Like, don't fear. Don't fear God, Senator. And certainly don't fear me. It's like a cool <gasps> line. All right. Moving on to our picks for the actual slate. The first game in Frankfurt, Germany, Miami versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I have Miami in this matchup, Luke. Oh, this is a tough one. This is a very, very big matchup. Um, Miami the has been... international stage. They have both been inconsistent when I pick them. They both have been. Um, but I really, really believe that Miami getting there as early as they did, and I said this earlier, 
uh, is going to benefit those players. So Miami. Nice. So by the way, uh, Luke was ahead in ag- in our aggregate score, and then my resoundingly solid week last week put us even, and then now I'm currently one ahead because of our Thursday night picks. So just keep that in mind as you make your picks, Luke. Will do. And do with it as you will. Minnesota <laughs> at Atlanta. In this matchup with um, Heineke, did you touch my Heine? Versus the Minnesota Jaron Halls. I have Atlanta at home in this. Uh. Taylor Heineke is, has played well. Um, former Viking for a brief stint. Uh, they also, the Falcons don't have Drake London this weekend, which is great for me uh, as a Vikings fan, um, but I hope he gets better. I have the Minnesota Vikings. I think um, I think that the Falcons are very unimpressive. Um, and I think they that, are so up and down. It's very annoying and I never know how to pick for them. Mm-hmm. And I think our defense is playing lights out lately. And I think we are going to, we are going to rush Heineke, the likes of which he has never imagined. Let's see how your run defense handles Bijan Robinson. Um, all right. Next we have Arizona at Cleveland. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns in this one. Um, no Kyler this weekend. It was about to be Kyler, but it nope. is not. No, no it Kyler. is their rookie quarterback. Tune. His name, yeah, Clayton I, Tune. I watched him play the Vikings in the preseason. Um, yeah, you got to go Browns on this. And is Deshaun playing? I think he should. I don't see why not. Is the guy hurt or not? Tell Nobody us. Knows. Nobody knows. You better be he- honest. All right, who's next? Did you cut out? No. Oh, I thought you, you might have cut out for a second. L.A. Rams at Green Bay Packers. Um, Jordan Love sucks. I've got the Rams, even though they also got their doors blown off last week. And no Stafford this week, correct? Oh, shit. Is that the case? I'm pretty sure. Okay, that might change my evaluation. I'll allow you to retract if you want to. I, You're a gentleman and a scholar for telling me that. I'm Googling um, Stafford as we I speak. I think he's got like a broken finger or something. No, not Staffordshire Bull Terrier, even though that is his dog. It's a, it's a good uh, hound. Comp. Okay. Stafford doesn't practice. Yeah. Progressing well. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, Have they said definitively if he's playing or not? No. I'm going to go ahead and err on the side of caution and take Green Bay since it's at home. That sucks. I would have took the Rams. I'm also going to take Green Bay because I don't think Stafford's going to play. That's the only reason why. Green Bay sucks. I appreciate you being a gentleman on that because I had not heard that. Next, we have the Washington Commanders at New England. I see this the way that this trade deadline move played out as you already had Jonathan Allen, the vocal leader of that defensive line, cussing up a storm to the media pool after losing a few weeks back. And then you trade Montez Sweat and Chase Young like immediately dismantling that four first round pick vaunted D line that you've built over the last fucking five to six years, you get back in return a second and a third, which is not much for one of them was the second pick in the fucking draft. So I don't necessarily like that process by them, even though they are rebuilding, but I think that's got to send a rippling effect through the locker room. And just because of that alone, even though Howell was dealing up last week, I'm taking new England at home. 
I fully understand that thought process. I respect that thought process, and I <laughs> love it. But I circled Washington, and I'm just not changing my mind. I New England looks lost, man. Yeah, I get that. And Howell had four touchdowns last week, so. Mm-hmm. Chicago at New Orleans. We have seen Justin practice this week in a limited fashion. He wore a glove on his hand, and I saw him throwing some deep throws, but he's not cleared. Um, I believe he's questionable. He could make an appearance against the Saints, but I think it's going to be Tyson Bajan again. It's a very good defense. I'm Still, it's hard to pick the Saints because they're so up and down, but I'm not picking the Bears. They just haven't shown me enough, and their defense played lost again last week. I hope Montez Sweat makes a couple cool plays. That'd be fun to see, especially after we just locked him down for a lot of guaranteed money. I know he's playing this week, but I'm taking the Saints. Yeah, dude, the Saints uh, for me as well, uh, even though I'm not super impressed with them, the Bears are on a on a downtick. Uh, it is nice that Fields practice, though. Like it, that's that's got to be encouraging. He's obviously the better option. Um, respect to not Bajan a lot of Bears playing. think that. Not a lot of Bears fans think that they think Bajan's the better option over Justin Fields. For a while there, there was a lot of conversation because, like I'd mentioned, Bajan can do the on-time throwing that the offense calls for, but he's obviously not the better pro, like the better prospect or the better quarterback. You need to let Fields play the way he plays, and then mm-hmm. he will make the plays he did last year. And well, we'll see who they talent. side with. We'll see who they side with. I think they're either going to get rid of him or get rid of your coach. I don't know which. If you have the first or second pick in the draft, you're just going to take a quarterback because you're picking there. That's what's going to happen. If you don't, in my opinion, you should keep building around fields. Next, we have Seattle at Baltimore. Baltimore's playing on a tear. Um, Seattle's also performing well, but I'm taking Baltimore at home. Baltimore at home for me as well. Let me get that annotated. Okay. Tampa Bay at Houston. Give me Tampa Bay. I have uh, Mr. Stroud. Dr. Dr. Mr. Stroud. All right. Next, we have Indianapolis at Carolina. For the love of the first pick, give me Indianapolis and the Gardner Minshews to win this. Against I Bryce got, Young. I got Bryce Young uh, going on a on a win streak, baby. 2-0. Okay. Okay. New York Giants at Las Vegas Raiders. And so for some of the reasons I, I mentioned for why I think the commanders might have some negative juju in their locker room, I actually think the move to can their staffers in you know Las Vegas is going to give positive juju. I think the former linebacker in the league and now current interim head coach, Antonio Pierce, is going to bring some fire. I think that they're going to come out and steal a win against the Giants at home. This is going to be a fun week for our picks because I disagree. I think that they are going to, just because they're all in a good mood now, doesn't mean they're going to suddenly play better. And now they're going to, untested head coach, untested OC. Daniel Jones, I believe, is back. Saquon's a freak. I think they are fucked. I think the Giants win this. Okay. Dallas at Philadelphia. I'm going to take Philadelphia. They're the world beaters. Me as well. I mean, when it comes down to it, if they have to run their play, they have to run it, and they'll get it. But you saw the commander stopped it? That's pretty incredible. Yeah, that was like the first time. All right, and the Monday night game. 
Bum, 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 oh no, bum. nope. We still have to do the Sunday night game. Buffalo SNF. at Cincinnati, which is a fucking great matchup. I have Cincinnati Bengals at home, continuing Bro, their win streak. We have fucking Dolphins Chiefs, and we have uh, yep. Bills Bengals. Wow, what a what a back to back primetime games. Give me Joe Burrow. Burr. I'm in the pocket like Burrow. I ain't never know who Joe Burrow was before I met him, man. <laughs> All right, L.A. My Chargers day. at New York Jets, a team oh, that has continued to both find... both of these teams off primetime. What the fuck? Turn them off. They're oh too bright. Oh, my God. I'm not watching this. Yes, I will. <laughs> I'm, I'm um, watching this God, with bated breath. What I've got bummer. the Jets at home continuing to find a way to win, Luke. No chance. J-E-T-S. Jets. I have... Jets. I have the Chargers. In a battle of quarterbacks, I have to go with Herbert. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven different picks. And one of them I've already won. So six different picks. We're going to have a fun week. This is the biggest split we've had. I I shouldn't have done it, but I just wanted to. What? What shouldn't you have done? You you made your picks. You're you're the one with two jerseys in your closet, free of fucking charge. I know, but I'm gonna not free for me. If I I'd if use I... my GI Bill ben- benefits to pay for those. How does that make you feel? Well, I, I had to I had to sell my fucking body to the government to pay for those. The Addison one's paying off in in fucking oh in, in spades. It's just I mean, delicious. It's, it's, it's beautiful, and he's so good. He's really good, and I said on the last pod that he's the best rookie receiver without acknowledging Pukunakua being amazing. But I still think Addison's been the better receiver. Addison's catching hella touchdowns. That's something Puka is not matching. Like, yep. That's what I mean. He's a big play guy and he's doing it against top cornerbacks. All right. All right. Get Before us we here. get out of here, Where's do you have Tua? anything else to say? We're, we did a lot of catching up. We ended up over an hour. This is all for you. The delicious friendly, um loyal listener and very, we're really very happy very friendly and loyal yeah we're just so happy that you're listening to us thank you so much i am terrified that we split that many picks um it's, <laughs> ma- it's making me ill and i didn't realize it was happening while i was doing it um but that's yeah, how gambling seven. that's how gambling works um you just got to do it confidently t knows all right for nfl mayo i've been luke i've been aiden Uh, We will talk to you next time.